when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Eagles fans, welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tony DeShields II, and I'm joined by none other than our Philadelphia Eagles insider, John McMullen. I call him the best in the biz, but that's just me. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed that to is Jacob Sports. You, but go on. <laughs> Listen, John, you got you to take the compliments when you can get them, my friend. You got to take them. You're great at your job, man. So just, so just accept it. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Of right. course, of course. Now, make sure you guys smash that like button. Make Sorry. sure you guys show my man John McMullen some more love. Check him out on Birds 365, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and they got 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And also check out his hard work, his due diligence on si.com. Uh, and you can also check him out on jacobsports.com. He does an amazing job covering your Philadelphia Eagles. And this is why we have him here because he's going to provide us the inside information when it comes to your Philadelphia Eagles and there's a lot of news going on in the zeitgeist John there's a lot of um unruly Eagles fans not happy about what came across the newswire on Super Bowl Sunday but let's just get right into it my friend Hassan Reddick is now apparently on the trade block now the reason you're here is so you can clear up any sort of confusion so um let's just start there my friend yeah, you got to breathe a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles uh, uh, did request, uh, did grant permission to seek a trade. It doesn't mean they're going to be a trade. It, it just means, and this kind of happened with Darius Slay last year. Um, obviously, you know, Hassan has had uh, a nice little run here uh, and, and, outperformed his contract no question about that so from his standpoint he wants to be paid like one of the best edge rushers out there the eagles obviously have their own limitations uh salary cap wise and have other pressing needs that they need to look after so uh it becomes a little bit difficult um and, you know, there's a win-win situation. And from the Eagles' perspective, that means significant comp 
compensation plus a little bit of uh, cap relief. Yeah, he could potentially be moved. But, you know, from the standpoint, it's a calculated gamble. Um, clearly, Reddick is about the numbers he's hearing. So this is basically a go out there, talk to teams. Uh, you know, we're not lying to you. That's what the market is type thing. Um, and we'll see what shakes out. Um, but, you know, something had to be done. Hassan was didn't want to play at the level he's at right now, and the Eagles don't want him at the cap number he's at right now. So uh, both sides need to tweak things from different standpoints, and um, they're still hopeful of getting something done, but if they can't, yeah. Uh, obviously, at any point, you know, he could be moved. But I think this aside, he's going to get $25 million, top-tier edge rusher money. I don't think that's going to be there for Hassan Reddick. And that's sort of the Eagles' mentality, and they want him to go see that because the last thing they want is an angry player in the building who thinks he's being cheated. So it's basically, hey, feel free, go look, see what's out there. And then we'll see if we can work something out. It's interesting because, you know, this is the contract he signed, right? You know, and of course, um, players either underperform or outperform their contracts. And, you know, Hassan Reddick has given the Eagles back-to-back seasons of double-digit sacks. Um, And over his career, he's had four straight seasons of double-digit sacks. I believe the only edge rusher to do so – is Miles Garrett. So he is in rarefied air when you think about it from that perspective. But when you think about all that, right, why wouldn't the Philadelphia Eagles want to get this thing done? Why didn't the Philadelphia Eagles, why don't the Philadelphia Eagles want to want to make him a top tier or top paid edge rusher? I mean, do they feel like he has limitations on his game or is it strictly um, about their cap? Well, it, it, it's a little bit of both. But when you start talking about, you know, if you look at the top edge rushers, it's, uh, Nick Bosa, who's, you know, over 30 million, 34 million. So he's way out of range. And obviously you saw him in the Super Bowl. I mean, he he was he was on track to be the Super Bowl MVP for a while. I think he had 10 pressures. So um, TJ Watt, who's been a defensive player of the year, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, who's defensive player of the year this year. Montez Sweat, who's got a big deal, Rashawn Gary, Khalil Mack, Max Crosby, and then Bradley Chubb. So if you're Hassan Reddick, you say, well, you know, I'm better than a bunch of those guys. But if you look at it, and I had this discussion with um, Jody this morning, he he specifically mentioned Rashawn Gary. I, I said, you know, it's about more than just production on the field. Rashawn Gary's 26 years old when he signed his deal. He's now 27. Um, he's 265, 270 pounds. He's mm-hmm. a, a big physical guy. Hassan's got some limitations because he's undersized. So that's, you know, teams are going to look at that. Same thing with Montez Sweat. He's a monster, you know. And they feel more comfortable uh, uh, paying players like that. Um, I think the Eagles would like to be in the $18, $19 million range. And 
you know, but I get Hassan's standpoint because he'll say what, what you said, you know, you're supposed to pay the people that sack the quarterback and few have done it as well as Hassan Reddick. And, you know, I think his highest leverage point, I mentioned this on the show this morning, was after last season, 2022, the Super Bowl season, when he had 19 and a half sacks in 19 games, including mm-hmm. the playoffs. And, you know, we all thought he showed up to camp with a groin injury. We thought maybe it was a hold-in situation. You can't hold out anymore because of significant fines. You can, obviously, people have, but you're going to lose significant amounts of money. Um, So a number of players, Daniel Hunter being the most notable, held in, as they say. He showed up to camp, but he didn't practice um, until a deal was worked out. I thought Hassan might have gone that route, and he probably should have gone that route because he had more leverage coming off the Super Bowl season Mm. than coming off this season. And now it's he's going to be 30 in September. That factors into it. So, you know, as I said, it's a calculated gamble for the Eagles, but their belief in Howie and Jake Rosenberg are really good at this. They have a good feel for the market. And 25 and large numbers like that, forget about 35, like Nick gets, Nick Bosa. It's not going to be there for a son Reddick. So they're pretty comfortable with that. So they gave him permission to look and we'll see what happens. Yeah, his situation is very interesting. Um, you mentioned something about um the size, right? The fact that he's Hassan Reddick's not really a big guy. I think he's what six two, maybe two twenty, six one, he's two forty. Okay. That's really undersized. For... Right, right. The last thing I want to do is short changing, but to your point, right? You compare him to a guy like Josh Sweat, right? Whose contract ends the same year. 6'5", 265, and look, you know, uh, spot rack is not the Bible, it's not law, but it's a pretty strong point of reference. And when you just look at what they're gauging these two guys at, um, respectively, um, Hassan Reddick, his uh, average annual salary uh, estimated market value is $15.8 million, which is not far off from what he's making currently. Um, and then when you look at Josh Sweat, um, he's 26 years old. Uh, we, we talk about edge rushers being those prototypical body types. He's 6'5", 265. He's a very large human being. And when you look at his estimated uh, market value, it's $21.5 million. So, I mean, that just get, <clears throat> that, that pretty much tells you everything you, you need to know right there. Yeah, it does. And, you know, they, you know, they, you know, people will say, well, Hassan's a linebacker and he's a defensive end. I hate that conversation because yeah, we're, we're past that in this new NFL. Yeah. Well, we should be, but uh, too many people will say, oh, they're playing a 3-4. They need a 3-4 linebacker, uh, and then they don't want him dropping into coverage. Eh? They don't play a 3-4, uh, even though from a, a standpoint of a depth chart, it might say that, but that's mm-hmm. not what they play. Um, they play edge rushers, overhang players, if you want to call them that, what Jonathan Gannon used to call them, and that's what Hassan and, and, and Josh Sweat do um Hassan is less likely to put his hand in the ground than Josh but yeah I mean those guys get paid more you know Josh went I said the day I met him when he was a fourth round pick I said boy that guy looks like an edge rusher I mean if you went to Hollywood and you were making a football movie and you said hey we need we need an edge rusher they're going to come up with 
Josh Sweat. They might come up with Miles Garrett first, but they're, you know, Josh isn't going to be far down the casting list. He looks like an edge rusher. Um, and yeah, the size is a problem for teams. And, you know, I said that to Jody this morning and he brought up the production and I, you know, I can bang my head against the wall, but it's about more than that. Um, you know, they're not looking to pay you for what you did. They're looking to pay you for what you're projected to do moving forward. Yeah, and it's a good point because here's the thing. Um, at the end of this current contract, Josh Sweat, I don't know, I'm sorry, not Josh Sweat, um, Hassan Reddick will be 30. But if he signs a new deal, whoever he signs that deal with, when that contract takes effect, he'll be 31. So essentially, um, he's trying to convince the Philadelphia Eagles to pay a 31-year-old edge rusher north of $20 million. Um, an undersized one at that. How feasible yeah. was that quite quite really? Well, and that's why the Eagles gave him permission, they said, because other teams are going to say the same thing and say, you know, maybe, you know, one year, two years, okay. Um, when you start getting to 33 and 34, uh, especially with a big number um, where he's at, I mean, Khalil Mack has been one of the great rushers in this league. He's 33 years old, though. You know, Von Miller's 35. Do you really want to be bogged down paying those guys at that stage of their career? Yeah, that Von um, Miller contract is looking like a mistake at this point. Yeah, you know, Hassan right now is at $15 million, which is not, you know, terrible. Um, but... You know, and I think the Eagles would go up to 17, maybe even 18. And I think that, and personally, just me personally, I think that's more of a realistic number. I have a hard time believing that they're going to go even close to 20 or above 20. I just don't think that's. Well, but remember, it only takes one team. And there's a lot of teams, you know, if you think about $20 million edge rushers, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 12 of them, 11. 11 of them, um, there's 32 teams. So not everybody's got one of those guys. Mm -hmm. um, so if you've been struggling with the pass rush, you know, you could do a lot worse than um, Hassan Reddick. But that's true. Um, you know, it, 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 it's a difficult negotiation. You can't just let him play out the deal either because – He's got the largest cap hit on the team. By far. And, yeah. And you don't want that either. So, um, yeah, we knew this was coming. Um, and the Eagles knew it was coming, and that's why they drafted Nolan Smith. Unfortunately, Nolan Smith's rookie season didn't give them a lot of hope. And, right. and certainly it damaged their leverage as well. Yeah, and, and they certainly can't count on Nolan Smith just stepping in for Hassan Reddick and performing near that level. So, you know, both sides kind of need each other probably, and hopefully they can work something out like like what happened with Slay last season. Yeah, you know, when you really, when you really look at it, there's only one or two ways this thing can go. Um, and e it, it can either go him being – it can either – be a restructure, him him staying, and it gets restructured, and they give him a bag of money up front to make you know to make the cap hit more friendly. I think he has the highest base salary on the team as well at fourteen million. So, um, it can go one of two ways: either they restructure, 
he stays with the, he stays with the team and they give him a bag of money up front or um he gets traded but even then um the suitor and the eagles have to come to an agreement on the terms so this thing can get pretty convoluted yeah and 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 the best case scenario would be to extend them and you know as you mentioned the big thing for players is getting money up front so maybe maybe you extend them at that you know what's that average annual value that everybody uses which isn't nearly as important as the guaranteed money correct you know maybe you give them 30 million up front uh guaranteed that's a hell of a lot more than um what he's got left on his contract uh, right. I think the guarantee can, money is pretty much gone. And you can put, um, you know, four years on the back and really take the cap number down. That's typically what the Eagles want to do. Um, they're just way off on money right now. And that's why you do what they, they're doing and saying, all right, go shop yourself and see. See if we're lying. And um, if we're not, let's get back to, to work and figure something out. Okay, so John, real quick, um, explain how the void years work. Um, that's something I'm still trying to um, get a strong handle on myself. So not just for myself, but also for the viewers. Explain how um, adding void years to the back end of a contract works. How does that, you know, how does that play out? Well, you 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 basically split out that guaranteed money instead of doing it over one or two years. You do it over five years. So that's so. essentially def deferring the money down the line, kicking a bucket down the line, basically. Yeah, exactly. And you lower the cap number in the short term so you can better build up the roster in the short term. But yeah, eventually the it's like paying on the credit card. Eventually the money's going to come due. Um, and he has void years already um, on his original deal. He had uh, three void years on his original deal. So you, you keep sort of going down the road. So um, And that money goes directly to the player upon um that year coming up correct no the the board years are just uh again about spreading out the cap number oh so okay just okay a, a, a bookkeeping trip the player gets the money up front but oh. you're in, in other words if you just for sake of argument you give them 30 million guaranteed mm -hmm. um and you do that whether it's uh you know you can do it a lot of different ways signing bonus roster bonus down the road you can do it in increments um there's workout bonuses there's other bonuses salaries are often you know actual salaries are very low the bonuses are very high um and any of the things you can spread out over the length of the deal so you know, when you look at over the cap or 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 spot rack or something like that, they're they're you know basically they'll tell you what the real deal is, what the real contract is, where there's an out, and you know the Eagles were kind of one of the first teams, but now everybody does it to take advantage of these void years, which essentially automatically void, and unless you work something out. Um, eventually that cap number is going to hit um but the goal is to keep it going and at least when you're you're a contender contender and then you know maybe when you got to take your medicine you you take your medicine down the road so with all this news being on the horizon have you heard through the grapevine about any potential 
suitors who may be interested in hostile services? No, nothing, nothing so far. Um, re remember, this just happened as far as giving the permission. Mm. Um, so, you know, and basically what I said, the plan here from the Eagles is clear. It's, you know, we're not, and I don't know the exact number of son once, obviously, but I'm, right. I'm, you know, he's, he's set to make 15. He's underpaid. There's no question he's underpaid. Um, I'm guessing he wants top 10 edge rusher money. And that's in the twenties, uh, mm. 22, 23. Um, uh, it's an educated guess. The Eagles don't want to go near that. I'm going to say the Eagles are okay with 18, 19. Um, and he thinks more money is out there and his agents think more money is out there. Um, they may we'll be right, but they, could very well be wrong. And this is the gamble that the Philadelphia Eagles are willing to take. Yeah. And it, it, it's a calculated gamble, but it's not that much of a gamble because, you know, they he's, don't he's still have, in the contract. Yeah. They don't have to trade them. It's not like they can go out and find a trade and say, do this trade. The Eagles still have to agree to it. Mm -hmm. So basically, all they uh, have allowed them to do is shop his services and see what somebody might be willing to pay him to start discussions to trade for him. And that complicates it as well, because it's not a free agent. You might want to pay somebody 22, $23 million, but do you want to pay him 22, $23 million? And Oh, by the way, give the Eagles a second round pick on top of it. Probably and, not. So and it's that, not, and that's the gab right there. Yeah. It's, it's not much of a gamble from the from the Eagles standpoint at all. It's just about trying to basically it's trying to limit an, an angry player or a player that would be upset thinking that the Eagles were trying to lowball um, exactly. So mm. you, interesting. By doing that, you you allow the player and his agent to say. All right. And that's what happened with Slay. Slay's 30, you know, at the time, 32, um, you know, aging wasn't as much money out there as he thought there'd be because of his age, basically. Right. That's a good point. And, you know, it's funny on these ref on these reference sites, like, like, like spot rack and over the cap, right. They have what they believe their estimated market value may be, but that doesn't necessarily account for the actual money that may be available out there and what teams may potentially may do with their, uh, you know, with their cash. Um, this, this, this situation is very interesting because Hassan Reich, again, he's been a super productive player for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you're right. I, I, I do believe um, he, he potentially could be underpaid, but um, when you think, when you think about it from the Eagles perspective, paying them close, paying them North of $20 million is, it's, it's just not feasible. Again, when you think about some of the top guys that has a position, for example, a Michael Parsons or a Miles Garrett, right? Guys like that. Um, those guys not only are able to rush the passer, but they're capable. This is this is this isn't what you want them doing all the time, but they're very capable of dropping back, maybe, maybe handling a tight end a little bit. But um Hassan Reddick, his limitations along not with the size, but also with the skill set, um, it doesn't really bow well in his favor in terms of the market. Um, you know, well, I don't want to downplay his, you know, no, because he's not, nobody's talking about Mike Parsons coverage ability. Believe me. Um, 
you know, same thing with Hassan Reddick. Nobody cares that he can't cover people. Um, when you talk about dropping him into coverage, that's a curveball. That's all it is. I, I, correct, I think correct. there's a, a tremendous misunderstanding that the Eagles do it a lot. Even when Matt Patricia did it seven times, that's not a lot mm-hmm. um, over over a game. It's probably too much, but, you know, it's, you know, whether if you're a baseball fan, that the analogy I always use, you know, how old school you want to go. Nolan Ryan, you know, maybe the best fastball pitcher of all time. You didn't just throw fastballs. If you just go up there and throw fastballs, they're going to figure out pretty quick. So you do have to throw a curveball occasionally. Um, and that's what the Eagles do and a lot of teams do when they drop guys into coverage. Um, and you're hoping to fool the quarterback in a certain situation. Um, that's all. And it, you know, Dom Capers brought the zone blitz concept in the NFL. Um, a lot of times you're replacing um, the, the, the dropping player with another player rushing. So, mm. again, you're trying to confuse the quarterback more than anything else. Right, um, right. You're not looking at a son Reddick and saying, oh, he's got to get better at coverage. Anybody who signs him, anybody who trades for him, including the Eagles who have him, are getting him to rush the passer. And that's what he does. And guys who rush the passer get paid. And I get 100%. He's been underpaid and he's outperformed his contract. Yeah. And especially in the 2022 season, he was, I think, fourth in uh, defensive player of the year voting. Again, 19 and a half sacks. Yeah, that's in 19 that's, games. That's there tremendous aren't many production. People, yeah, there aren't many people on the planet who can rush the passer like Hassan Reddick. So, you know, if there are people out there trying to dismiss his skill set, that's wrong. Uh, he is a great pass rusher, mm-hmm. but there are things that mitigate it in most NFL teams' minds because they're looking ahead. Again, they're looking forward, not backward. And he's undersized and he's going to turn 30. And, you know, you don't want to be paying $23 million for a 33-year-old edge rusher. And, you know, where yeah. Buffalo is with Von Miller, where the Chargers are with Khalil Mack, you don't want to be in that situation. Yeah, um, it's totally understandable. And, you know, just to make you know my, make my position clear um, when it comes to Hassan Reddick, I think Hassan Reddick has been the most – probably the most dominant defensive player the Philadelphia Eagles have had um, maybe over the past several seasons. I mean, um, to his ability to dominate um, tackles at will, the speed he comes around the corner. I mean, his skill set is definitely tremendous as a pass rusher. Um, so the last thing I want to do is for it to come off as um, – and that's not, not, I'm not saying this is what you're doing, but I just want to make my position clear to the people. The last thing I want to do is uh, dismiss his skill set. Uh, Hassan Murdick is a tremendous player, um, a tremendous teammate as well. Um, but again, you know, sometimes the business just takes over and the talent has to take a back seat. And I think this is the situation that Hassan Murdick is in. Um, yeah, well, and the Eagles have yeah. uh, a number of other issues they got to deal with. Exactly. Uh, as I said, um, so, you know, they'll get some more money. And uh, look, ultimately, I think he's going to be back because of what I said. I, I don't think there's a sweet spot where somebody's going to come in and say, I'm going to pay Hassan Reddick $23 million and give up a second-round pick to the Eagles. I don't think that trade exists. Yeah, that's the hard never part. say never because there's dumb GMs out there, but 
Um, you should I get a t-shirt that says there's dumb GMs out there. I don't think you realize how much you say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are. And that's why I always leave the door open. So, you know, you never say never, but most guys are savvy enough to stay away from that. And ultimately, you know, I think the Eagles and Hassan will work something out or probably, as I said, probably be more of a short-term extension where he gets more money up front. Um, similar to what happened to Slay. Um, and then the player's happy, the team's happy, and everybody moves forward. Yeah, I, I, I tend to I tend to agree with you. I definitely think um, something likely will be worked out. Um, I think he'll come back, and I think, like you said, I think the Eagles are going to restructure, extend, and drop a bag of money on his doorstep, and then everybody will be happy and go along their merry way. Um, last question before we get out of here. Um, since Hassan Reddick's name has been on, on the newswire, over the past 48 hours. Um, are there any other potential cap casualty cap casualties that you potentially see on the horizon for the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh yeah. Well, it starts with uh Kevin Bayard. I mean, it is very unlikely that the Eagles are going to uh keep Kevin Bayard um unless something about um you know Big banjo <laughs> that we don't know about that he loves Kevin Byard, but uh, you know if he's a post June first cut, so you can designate him. You get fourteen million dollars in cap relief. So right there, that seems that, like a straightforward situation to me. Yeah, yeah, and even if you cut him, if you want to go pre June first and do it right away, you still get thirteen million. So you can do it either way. Uh, but now, since you can post-date uh, releases, they'll probably do it post-June 1st. But he he would definitely be the most likely. And Abonte Maddox is a candidate uh, because of all his injuries. Um, and they have Isaiah Rogers uh, potentially coming back from his gambling suspension. Um, James Bradbury. You're going to have to move on from somebody in that, cornerback rotation and they can't move on from slay it's not financially feasible um or you're taking a big hit uh bradbury it's not great um but more feasible than slay obviously yeah far more feasible if if you again do it post june 1st you're not getting any cap savings uh but you're only picking up um Trying to look at it real quick. Four point three million of dead money. Um, if you do it pre June first, you're taking a ten eleven million dollar cap hit. So mm. you got to do it post June first, and at least you're getting away with basically no relief. But at least you can move on and go in a different direction, get a little bit younger, and some more athleticism on the field. Let me sneak this one last one on you, John. Out of all those names you did mention, um, who do you think is the most likely um, outside of Kevin Byard? I think you and I both know that's that's a foregone conclusion. But when it comes to Bradbury, Vance Maddox, guys like that, um, anybody else maybe you're thinking about, who do you think is the most likely cap casualty a guy that's going to get cut? Um, I think Abonte is, is going to get cut. Um, it's not, you know. It's a shame because uh, he was a very good player, just hasn't been healthy. 
Yeah. Um, I think his style of play is not susceptible to staying healthy. He's a very physical player for his size. And as I mentioned, you signed Isaiah Rogers, who has some skill. No guarantee he's going to be reinstated from the gambling suspension, but the Eagles expect it. Um, he's only making a little bit over a million dollars. It's just uh, an easy decision to make. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, sometimes it's difficult, but you know he hasn't been able to to stay healthy. Eagles fans, there you have it. Please make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys are also subscribed to the Jacob Sports uh, YouTube channel. We appreciate you guys so much for always locking in on the content. Um, John always gives us great insight. And without his insight, this show does not exist. And it would not be football 24-7. Um, John, I appreciate you as always, my friend. Again, make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. Make sure you guys check John out. Every day, Monday through Friday, um, on Burge 365 with his partner in crime, Jordan McDonald. They do amazing work and they have some of the most illustrious guests in the business, some of the most insightful guests in the business. So make sure you guys lock in on that. And on top of that, make sure you guys also check out John's writing. He does an amazing job covering your Philadelphia Eagles on SI.com um, and also on JacobSports.com. So there you have it. Um, make sure you smash that like button. This has been Football 24-7 with John McMullen. And I'm your guy, Tone the Second. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.